Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're... The Porter Gals. <gasps> we were kind of off, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to be talking about skinwalkers. Yeah. Or should I be like, skinwalkers? <laughs> What's more scary? <laughs> so, this what is a pretty interesting one. Um, There's some pretty interesting words in this one. Uh, I know we're definitely not going to know how to pronounce. Yeah, I know that for a fact. <laughs> and um, yeah. So this legend is actually more known in the Native American tribes. Mm -hmm. It's more specifically to the Navajo tribe, which... Mm. And we've talked about it a little bit on yeah, the show before, too. Yeah, and it's said that a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. You know what that's called in Russian culture? Mm. An Oberton. What the heck? Yeah. What the heck? You better start looking for that. <laughs> um, I'm writing a book right now, and it's in my book. So if you want to find out more, um, just wait till my novel comes out. I'll be promoting it more as I'm getting closer, but oh, I am in the it. process of writing. Is it in there? Yes. The Oberton? No, Skinwalkers. Oh, skin I literally <laughs> look down, and I see it. Like, I randomly open the page, and I was literally looking for it. That's so crazy. <laughs> You when saw me that's, looking that's for spooky. it. The spirits guided her to. You literally saw me looking for it, and then <laughs> I did. She was like, "Oh, I, I can't find it." And then I gave up, and then I was like, "I opened <sighs> the book, and there it was." Yeah. And I'm like, "What the?" F well, what? that's crazy. So now we can talk about that. Okay, so we'll I'm get to put my that phone later. there. And as like I said, Navajo tribe, uh, ye. Uh, um, and again, I'm gonna butcher this so i am so terribly sorry for the people in the navajo tribe please forgive us please forgive me it says in the navajo language ye nala ushi nadalushi nadalushi yeah that I, sounds so fun to not say though ye not nala dalushi i love that which translates to by means of it it goes on all fours this is perhaps uh, a very common variety in the horror fiction by non-Navajo people, which is one of the several varieties of skinwalkers in the Navajo culture. Specifically, they are a type of antahani. Mm -hmm. Navajo witches, including skinwalkers, represent the antithesis, antithesis yeah. of Navajo culture. Yeah, that's just English. <laughs> Yikes. Values while community healers and cultural workers are known as medicine men or women or by other positive nurturing terms in the local indigenous language, witches are seen as evil, performing twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic in a pers 
Presser version of the good works medicine people traditionally perform. Um, the legend of skinwalkers is not well understood outside of the Navajo culture, both due to the reluctance to discuss the subject with outsiders as well as those from outside culture lacking the lived experience. Native uh, commentators feel it is needed to understand the lure. Traditional Navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lure to non-Navajos or even discuss it among those that they do not trust. The Cherokee, a Cherokee Nation activist and founder of the blog Native Appropriations has written in response to non-Navajos incorporating the legends into their writing. Um, animal is associated. I'm so sorry. A couple and, and yeah, there's a train. A choo choo. And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the, the Poultry Gals. Gals. Welcome back. Um, today we have a very special, special announcement. So we have partnered with Paranormality Magazine. That's Paranormality. Um, check them out. So Paranormality Magazine is a community-based project born out of love for the strange, unexplained, and paranormal, as well as the fascination with the people and creators that make the community what it is. Exploring all that makes our community what it is, including 14 subjects, from phantoms to you UFOs and every cryptid creature in between. Their global collective teams collect stories, conducts interviews, and reports on the cutting edge paranormal projects that are driving our community forward. So if you guys like any of those things or like us, you definitely want to check out all those things, which are all the things we talk about. So yeah. head over to Paranormality Magazine and get the brand new issue every month. You can get a subscription and use our coupon code. That's right. We do have a coupon code it's polter gals i mean polter pals that's p-o-l-t-e-r-p-a-l-s type in our code all lowercase and guess what you get a special offer that's 10 percent off today 10 percent off today and if you use our affiliate link we find out so guess what that means you're helping support us along the way and now back to the show So now that we're done with our train commercial break, um, I'm glad that y'all got to see all that uh, extra bonus, extra bonus, extra stuff. bonus ad. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just gonna add in the ad there. I mean, I was that. That is the ad. Oh, that is the that ad. was the ad spot. Oh, okay, okay. So good thing for us, we don't gotta take another one. Yay! Okay, <laughs> great. So, animals associated with witchcraft usually include include tricksters such as coyotes. However, this also may include other creatures usually associated with death or bad omens that might also possess living animals, people, and walk around their bodies. Skinwalkers may be either male or female, so they don't discriminate. Mm -hmm. um, their stories have been told among Navajo tribe children which make be complete life and death struggles that end in either skinwalker or Navajo killing the other. 
or partial encounter stories that end in the stalemate. Uh, and again, non-native interpretations of skinwalker stories typically take the form of partial encounter stories on the road where the protagonist is temporarily vulnerable, but then escapes from the skinwalker in a way not traditionally seen in Navajo stories. Sometimes the Navajo children take European folk stories and substitute skinwalkers for generic killers like the hook. The skinwalker legend has inspired many modern video games and films. And in the in mid-late 2020, the subject of skinwalkers became popular throughout various social media platforms. And creepypasta. <laughs> yeah. And so this trend... Uh, really made skinwalkers as creatures that disguise themselves amongst the living and make a poor attempt at mimicking their behavior. Um, so that's kind of that of what I found in my research. And then also, of course, me being me. Um, we actually had a guest, I guess a fan, Ooh. mention it. Ooh. And she said that in Mexico they are called Na'ali. Na which it, I found in Ast, the Aztec mythology. Mm -hmm. The word Na'ali translates to hidden disguise in the Na'atali language and refers to a creature that can shapeshift into different forms, all of them being animals. He is known as a famous sorcerer who possesses witchcraft abilities, which is how he transforms into different animals. It is believed that all humans are born with distinct animal spirits, or nali, which guides and protects them. However, if one is unable to discover the hidden potential of their nali, the spirit guide will not be able to guide them. That being said, every human has a different nali or spirit animal, which defines their intuition and primary traits. Mm -hmm. And the example that this is given is, if your spirit animal is a wolf you may have a enhanced sense of smell. Or if you are given the hawk, you have an enhanced sight. Mm. It is believed that living beings who got there, got to use their Nahalo powers could easily achieve goals. It didn't matter if the purpose was evil or noble. They need just needed to unleash their power. And many of these myths and stories related to these... Nollies are different and distinct uh, variations across the cultures. And then actually in that book, mm -hmm. if you go to one of the magnetic um, pieces that are in there, one of them talks about skinwalkers. It's a golem. Skinwalker. And now it's time to get into the spookies. So skinwalkers, like we said, are mostly in Native American culture, but are in multiple different cultures. Um, so it's actually in Norse and Native American legend, which is pretty cool. Um, they also have been picked up by the Cherokee natives, um, as well as just now it's more common because more people talk about it nowadays, mm -hmm. and again, due to its popularity. So in Norse and Native American um, legend, a skinwalker, of course, is a person with the magical power to transform into a wolf, coyote, bear, fox, or other animal. Um, in, Norse, in Norse sagas, bands of fierce warriors were said to wear wolf or bear pelts into battle instead of armor. The king, Harold Fihair, 
850 to 933 CE, was the first king of Norway and included a group of fighters called the Ulfherder. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Meaning, basically, they, it translates to men clad in wolf skins. Um, and I actually have another story I'll tell you guys right after this, which is um, kind of a spoiler alert. So they fought with wolf-like fury, um, kind of like what you were talking about. So again, mm-hmm. they kind of had like that that guide, that that animal that they drove, got those traits from. Um, so then there were the berserkers, which oh. people know that word, right? But that actually translates to bear skin. So there were the the wolf ones, meaning men clad in wolf skin. Then there were the berserkers, who are meaning bear skin, who are clad in bear skin. So it's kind hmm. of interesting. Um, and basically, they were they were repu- they, like they were known to be strong, like bears. Um, and then in Icelandic saga, was said to basically um, the berserker was a fi- famous like werewolf who would attack people. Um, mm. but he was given that same name. So again, it kind of just transitions from like different cultures. Um, and then of course there are the legendary native American warriors who were also said to transform into animals by wearing pelts of the bear, coyote, or wolf. Um, the Navajo tradition tells of another kind of skull, uh, skinwalker called the Yenagushi, which I think is what we kind of were saying earlier. I don't mm-hmm. know if the same or not. Um, which means he goes on all fours. Yeah. Um, so literally yeah. translating to a man on all fours. Um, originally, human witches or shamans were um, basically they gained this power of having the spirit guide tell them. Um, but it was basically they gained their evil powers by breaking a cultural taboo. So they only were gifted this after something bad happened. Dun dun dun. Ooh. But anyway, um, so then this creature would break into homes and attack the people inside. Um, so again, they, they were kind of out of control. So it kind of goes in that whole like werewolf mentality where they transform and they don't have any control of their self. So they would use magic arts to imitate human voices and would lure people out to the safety, out of the safety of their own homes. And they were said to be able to read people's thoughts and would use people's hair, nail clippings and old clothes to attach them and attack or to attach them and attack them with those curses. Ew. Yeah. Um, and then, again, in another culture, there's a Cajun um, legend that tells of the Ragaru, which I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but basically, is a skinwalker who's possessed a human body with the head of a wolf or dog that prowls around the swamps of New Orleans and Louisiana. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's just pretty cool. Um, and then the name Ragaru, or whatever, is a variant of Loop Guru, which is actually French for the word werewolf. Oh, that's cool. So, the more you know. Um, but anyway, those stories are often told just to frighten pe- children into behaving, although the beast is also said to hunt down Catholics who like to break the rules of Lent. So, as we are recording this right now, are we in Lent right now? We are in Lent mm-hmm. right now, so don't break the rules. I don't know when this episode will come out, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you Lent got your ass, don't do it. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, and so and that's that story. Um, and I know that the person that commented on our post about skinwalkers said that let's see she's like i said she's the one that actually brought brought up the uh nahala tribe Mm -hmm. and she said the bruja which translates to witch originated as a new holly so that's what originally oh what that came out to be um which is interesting and then this book 
which is the big book of paranormal. Whoop whoop. Big book of paranormal. It's actually a big book. That is a big it, book. It'd be a big book. I can I can it'd be a big book. Look at I agree. Look how I am the book. Thick she is. <laughs> I was she, there. She I'm thick. the book. <laughs> oh she she be thick. She be thick. So this mentions that it is ancient legend in southwest United States, of course, among the Navajo as well as the Pueblo, Apache, and Hopi tribes. Uh, they are, of course, shapeshifters using evil forces and magic to transform themselves into other shapes and even hybrid animals. They're greatly feared in traditional Native American societies, and all precautions are taken to guard against them because they prey mainly on people in those tribes and groups. Uh, it's said that if you encounter these outside, have happened of the society, a ha- yeah, highway patrol officer had an encounter. Ooh. It said that in New Mexico told a terrifying encounter while driving one night on a lonely stretch of des- desert road. He saw out of nowhere a face appear next to his car. It looked like someone wearing a mask. He thought that somehow this person had managed to grab onto his car, but he then realized that it was actually running alongside him, keeping pace with his high speed. It then happened again a few nights later, and when he told a fellow officer about it, the officer confirmed, and he too had seen the masked creature running alongside his patrol car. Ooh. So, and again, this uh, there is Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. which is kind of creepy, but to think that this creature was just running alongside and keeping the pace, and I could imagine he's probably going at least 60 miles an hour. Yeah, that's terrifying. And this creature's keeping pace with him. Ugh. Running. Ugh. Alongside his car. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like. Like when, this gives me the same heebie-jeebies I got whenever I found out snakes can climb trees. They can climb trees? Yeah, you didn't know snakes could climb trees? No. Doesn't that give you the heebie-jeebies? That's weird. Doesn't it? It's terrifying. Yeah, snakes can climb trees. How? Uh, they just get up there. I don't know, man. It's a thing. It's a thing. Now you have to worry about that and skinwalkers. <laughs> Um, anyway, and then um, going back to my story, um, and again, like we were kind of talking about the different pelts and the skin wearing. So this is actually um, a story off of Reddit from the Creepypasta um, little um, subreddit. Um, so I'll be now telling this story. Um, again, this is just someone else's story. Um, this is actually from Assis Jalik, and this story is over four years old, um, and I'll be telling that now. So when I was 13, my cousin, who was 12, and I decided we were going to camp in our yard. We have a shared property that's been passed down through the family for generations. There's about 150 yards or so between our houses and just an open area of yard that hits our field. The total land is around 2.5 square miles, so it's pretty big, and we have a field and a creek and even our own little bit of forest. Anyways, we decided it was a nice summer night and we're going to camp out. So I grabbed the tent that we had in my parents' garage and we spent the evening setting it up and going to his house for dinner. Around 9 p.m., we decided to go sleep since it was getting pretty dark and there wasn't really much for us to do outside um, except while in the tent, except talking about our plans for summer. At around 11 p.m. or so, I got a call from my then-girlfriend and she was pretty upset about something that had happened earlier in the day. I was pretty tired, so it took me a while to actually understand what she was trying to say and to calm her down. But once I did, we continued to chat for a bit while my cousin grabbed my shoulder hard. 
I told him I was on the phone and he could wait, but he pulled me around and when I saw his face, he instantly told my girlfriend I had to go. He had his finger up to his mouth in a shushing motion and he looked absolutely terrified. Yikes. When he told me to look towards the entrance of the tent in a whisper before I could even ask him what was wrong. When I looked, I didn't see anything at all, so I told him just to go back to sleep. But after that, I heard the sound of someone walking around the outside of our tent. It seemed very unlikely that anyone would be out there unless it was my dad, and he isn't the type of person to actually prank anyone, so we were generally pretty safe on our own property. Plus, as we were about 10 miles away out of town where everybody lives, uh, where everybody lives um, and only people around us are family or old family friends. I told my cousin to be quiet and stay down, and I was going to see if I could find out who it was. But then I peeked out the front of the tent, and I didn't see anything again. So I assumed whoever it was just ran off, and maybe it was my dad, after all, just coming and checking on us. But instead of pranking us, he had just decided to come and check on us and leave. What I was proven wrong, however, was I heard the footsteps walking around again as soon as I laid down. It felt like hours. I listened to the footsteps. Sometimes they would change pace or rib them. But after a while, I heard them stop. I ended up looking at the entrance of the tent, and I had a feeling of being watched, and I finally saw what had freaked my cousin out so bad. Standing there, peering into the tent, was what appeared to be a thin man who was very dirty and almost completely naked, except for some animal skins that he wore. His eyes seemed to glow or shine like an animal's eyes would if you shine light on them, only there was nothing that would have made them glow like that. So I laid there frozen as we peered into each other's eyes for what seemed like a lifetime, but was probably only about five minutes or so. At this point, he very calmly and slowly just backed away, turned around, and then ran off back into the forest. I stayed awake, straining my ears for any sound indicating he would be coming back, but after about an hour and a half, I had exhausted myself, and I fell straight to sleep. And then, ever since this experience, my cousin and I have both had multiple encounters, what we now believe is a skinwalker. I've never heard of one until a couple months ago, but I first heard the skinwalker story, and that inspired me to now tell this story. The description of what is skinwalker then prompted me to look up what a skinwalker is, and I am definitely sure that I had only dealt with them uh, at our own, uh, dealt them off of our own home grounds for the last few years, as in 2016. And then I encountered something much bigger and much badder than a skinwalker, something I still think keeping the skinwalkers at bay on my property. Oh no. So yeah, cool. that's the stories we have for you guys today. Well, there's actually another. You got one another one. Just kidding. So that actually kind of backs up that one. Mm. So this says a family driving through a dark stretch of desert one night in 1983 through the Navajo Nation. Oh, we're back in the Navajo yeah. culture. As they rounded a bend, time and their speed seemed to slow down. Something uh, happened to jump out at them. It was animal-like, creature with black fur and yellow eyes. But it was wearing a man's shirt and pants. The car continued to speed along and left it behind. But everyone in the car were shaken. A few days later, back in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, they were woken up one night by the sound of drumming. Looking out the window, they saw shadowy shapes... And all and although the these tried to climb over the their fence, they were not able to do so. Eventually, they left. Later, a Navajo woman had heard their story and told them that skinwalkers are trying to take some power from them, but they were protected. 
Though she did not know why, she performed a Navajo blessing for them, and the creatures never returned. Wow. And that's crazy, because on this creepypasta Reddit, someone like commented and was like, aren't skinwalkers native to Arizona? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yes. I mean, again, with the Navajo tribes that yeah. are there. So Navajo tribe is actually like... Arizona, New Mexico yeah. kind of patch. That um, whole little area. Yeah. So it's And again, they do have other cultural significance, like we said. They even have Creole. They have uh, Arcasian, um, Norse. Um, I mean, and again, every culture kind of has a werewolf story-esque about it. Yeah. So no matter what you're looking up, you'll find it. Um, yeah. But skinwalkers specifically are terrifying. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those, like in just about every story that we read, it's a form of a bad omen yeah it's um it's more terrifying just by seeing them yeah and like it's not necessarily that you'll get hurt it's just like it's like a trick yeah you know and, and again it they all mention that these are tricksters yeah uh, they're not necessarily violent or anything no and, and and again like even in this big book of paranormal it says that they're more harmful to those of and within the tribe, but even the people that are in the tribe don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Because of the fact that... And again, it was part of the taboo culture. Yeah. So, like, it was something that was, like, basically a curse. Yeah. When they would do something taboo. Yeah. Um. So, that's that's not... That's never good. <laughs> no. It's still terrifying, though. And to think that, like, it's almost this thing that you can't explain. Oh, but yeah. But then it's also, like... And also, again, you might have experienced it and not even know what it was, like the person yeah. in my story. Like, he was just like, I don't know, this is something I experienced. I'm just going to put it here on the subreddit. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's interesting to see that and then how, like, a lot of these um, different cultures kind of have similar similar stories, stories to each other. and Which it's kind of like, hmm, makes you think. Ooh. But yeah, um... So again, and again, if you go to the subreddit, there are hundreds of stories. Yeah. You can just go down a, sk- a skinwalker rabbit hole. So there's a lot to cover in this episode. Um, and we barely scratched the surface, but I feel like we've already gone over a lot of content. Yeah. Um, and again, there's so much more out there and we're going to be covering more. We're covering um, upcoming. We have Banshees and Banshees, what else? Uh, Black Eyed Kids. Black Eyed Kids. Oh, we talked about that before. Yeah. So... It, this one's really, really interesting. But if if y'all know about in either mm-hmm. one of these, um, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Email us at thepoltergals at gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, or just go comment um, um, on any of our Instagram posts, our TikTok, mm-hmm. um, all of our things. Just go and follow it. Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting. And as long as we keep getting fan messages, we'll keep covering. We'll yeah. keep covering more. We want to cover what you guys want us to cover. So. Um, shout out to everybody that's been um, reaching out to us. Shout out to everybody that's been commenting. Um, shout out f- to everyone for sending us your stories. We love sharing them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited. And as usual, if you uh, want any specific magazines or awesome merchandise, go to Paranormality and use the code POLTERPALS. P-O-L-T-E-R-P-A-L-S. All to under, get all lowercase. All lowercase. I almost said undercase. Undercase. <laughs> Not uppercase. You gotta undercase. Get under the case. Under the case. You Go into the case and get your 10% off. Yeah. All lowercase. <laughs> Use our code. Yeah. Use our affiliate link. Of course. We're and affiliated. <laughs> We're affiliated now. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. 
And, of course, follow us on all social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us and so like, subscribe on YouTube, and also Patreon.com, where you can get bonus content. Um, That's Patreon.com slash Polterpals as well. Yeah. Not as well, just slash Polterpals. Slash <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Polter Gals. A Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. <laughs> <laughs>